Blog Talk Radio. This is Marty Oakley of the PPJ Gazette Online, and this is the TS Radio Network. Our show tonight, we've got a lot to talk about. John LeCron is with me, and we are going to finish up our conversation from last week that John started and on the monetary system, currency, that kind of thing. Talk about cryptocurrency, and then I would really like to get into this Real ID 2020 what this is all about, how this may be working with this, all this COVID crap. And if you people are still clinging to this COVID crap, I want to tell you, I listened, I can only listen for a few minutes because it brings the vomit up in my throat to one of the cable news stations on the one night, let's say, for instance, on Monday, they said 200,000 people had been infected with it. And yet the CDC came out the same week and said less than 9,000 people who tested positive actually had it. So how did 200,000 people die from it? That math doesn't add up. Two days later, they said that another 200,000 people could be infected this fall. This is from a virus that they have, have admitted doesn't exist. They can't find it. So what is it they're dying of? They said that at that point there were 3 million people infected. This is 3 million people supposedly infected based on the PCR test, which is absolutely worthless for detecting viruses, can't detect viruses. And they're using this. It has given kiwi fruits and coconuts a positive result. So figure that one out. The next night, we jumped from 3 million people infected to Six, possibly seven million people this fall will be affected. This, while every other country in the world is showing a decline, is opening back up, um, is lifting all this lockdown stuff, trying to put things back together. This after more than 3,000 doctors and scientists globally have come out and said this thing is a fraud. And yet here we sit in this country with these lockdowns still in place, with businesses being permanently shut down, with people out of work, people are dying in hospitals, nursing homes, and other situations where they're captive. And where is this virus? I want to know where this virus is. Um, They're coming out with the vaccine, which I hope John will touch on here a little bit too. This is a vaccine that contains a nanogel which will get into your body it's self-replicating it will spread throughout your body it will make you uh able well it'll make computers inter- able to interface with you you won't be able to report anything other than what your body's doing the vaccine will have a digital tattoo which will have all of your financial medical personal information on it all your forms of id and if you don't have this thing the world just came to an end for you. We, I'm, we are in so much crap here, 
And I've watched people in Belgium and England and Hungary and France stand up by the tens of thousands against this hoax and demand the lockdowns ended, the mask wearing ends, the call for a mandatory vaccine, absolutely not. And yet you don't see it reported here on so-called mainstream media. Uh, shut that damn TV off and do some research. There, There's all kinds of information out there that you're not being told. If you don't know about it, you have only yourself to blame. Not everything is a conspiracy theory. If you want to get into conspiracy theories, look at the crap the government hands you. Every bit of it is a conspiracy theory. It's all based on assumptions and presumptions and fabrications and outright lies. And you buy it hook, line, and sinker. We've got a lot to discuss. I'm going to let John jump on here now. And I say this is John LeCron. And, John, before we get started here, tell everybody about you and Kyler's show, where they can find it, how to reach you, that kind of thing, and then let's get cracking. I also do a show with Kyler Davenport, also on Blog Talk Radio. It's Alternative Public Radio International, APRI on Blog Talk. Just use the search term Kyler Davenport or John LeCron. It'll turn it up. Um, you can find me on my own Facebook, and you can find me on YouTube. So uh, I'm out there getting the info out and having conversations that people need to have. So moving down, um, we wanted to finish up from John, last week. John? Yes, ma'am. John, you're, yes. Fading, you're fading in and out. Okay. Well, I got a brand new phone yeah. here, and that's another conversation. How does this – is this coming around good now? Yeah. How is this sound, coming right sound now? steady now. Yeah, okay. you, you sound okay now. Well, I was trying to keep uh, the uh, lower part of the phone towards my mouth and the rest of the phone away from my uh, head, but uh, obviously that's not working. They want to fry your brain. So, uh, yeah, Marty, I had to go out and spend money on another phone that I did not want to buy. Um, it's one of these modern phones, and, of course, that's a subject for the show tonight as well. You know, I had this very ancient, and I do mean that ancient, everybody used to laugh at me because I was running around with a flip phone. Well, uh, as of uh, this month, Net 10 no longer supports me. So I went out and spent $28, got me my uh, brand new minutes for the month, ready to carry on with my normal conversations and life. And lo and behold, couldn't make any phone calls, and I could not receive any phone calls. I could not send or receive text, and yet there it was. I had all the minutes on my phone. It downloaded just fine, you know. So here I call customer support. Hey, what's going on? And they don't know. So then I got to call senior customer support. Oh, we don't support that anymore, ladies and gentlemen. There's a reason for that. They need all of us to be running around with these modern phones. Aside from the fact that these modern phones have all that nice spy gear in them, it's also going to be based on what Molly was talking about just a minute ago. She sat here and told you this vaccine issue, okay? If you've not been paying any attention, you can go online and you can see what they're doing over in China. They will actually uh, permit you or not permit you to leave your home based on whether you've got a green or a red approval stamp from this thing called government and you don't even know what the reason why you may or may not move from a to b and uh, you folks need to realize that this is all going to be based on a social credit score a social credit score and again this is why a part of this is becoming such a bad issue for everybody 
you know, Marty and I, let's just say, <laughs> in my particular case, I can promise you I'm going to have a negative social credit score because I'm not too awful popular. I don't think Marty's going to have a much better score than me. So uh, why? Because we're out here having real conversations about real issues that need to be uh, of a concern to everybody. They need us to have these new phones. And it's for more than just the medical issue. It's also for the financial issue. They are trying to take currency and coins out of circulation. Again, why have they moved us in a different direction? Because they're changing the system. And when I say they're changing the system, it's going to be in steps, okay? Because it's not going to be, quote, unquote, voluntary for everybody. And again, that's a problem for the, what we refer to as the crime syndicate, because not all of us are trusting of this uh, thing called central banking, and we're certainly not trusting of anything we can't hold in our hand and make decisions. Now, I'm no fan of the Federal Reserve foreign criminal banking cabal, okay? Not a fan of them at all. The Federal Reserve note is a uh, uh, negotiable debt instrument. You can verify that by going to 12 United States Code 411. But having said all that, at least it was something tangible. So if I went to a yard sale or I wanted to go and somebody was having a uh, car wash or, you know, for that matter, just going down the street and uh, putting a couple coins in a machine and getting out of soda or getting some air to put in my tires. All of that requires this thing called currency or coins. You'll notice the first thing that they did is they started pushing this issue about, hey, all of you need to start using your credit cards. We don't want to handle money anymore. And I'll get into that in a minute also, why that's important. The big picture is this. You're going through a transition. And this transition is in steps. They created this thing called a uh, cryptocurrency. And they just recently approved the first cryptocurrency but for the banking system. Okay, and no, it, ladies and gentlemen, it is not Bitcoin. But I'm here to tell you it's the same concept. But the difference between anything imaginary, and yes, a cryptocurrency is imaginary also, is you don't have control over it at all. You don't. You could talk to some people that used to have a lot of Bitcoins in some of those websites because you had to have a quote-unquote Bitcoin wallet. And then all of a sudden, those websites crashed and burned for whatever reason. They showed up, and all of a sudden, all the cryptocurrency was gone. Well, guess what, folks? They'll, they can still do that. Now, it's a different story if you're sitting there with stacks of bills in your wallet. Yes, somebody can still walk in and steal it. They can you know, stick a gun in your face and say, give it over. But the problem is banking has now become the biggest way to steal from people, whether we're talking about stealing real estate, whether we're talking about stealing retirement accounts. Father was there. And they took a half a million from my dad. Don't even get me started on that story. All of this is leading us in one simple direction, eliminating options and choices. Cryptocurrencies are the next step. There will be an intermediary step also. That intermediary step is, again, they need all of us to be on these more modern phones because they're going to want to do, all right, we've now wiped out the economy. 
We've destroyed small businesses. We've put half the country out of work. We have to have some way to, quote, unquote, get something to the people so that they will not be rioting and, uh, you know, hanging us from the nearest uh, tree for our crimes against humanity and high treason. So that transition will take place after this next election cycle. I'm convinced of that, no doubt in my mind. People aren't going to put up with any of this. I'm amazed that they've been putting up with it for six months. It truly does amaze me that that's the case. It'll be downloaded into your quote-unquote bank account. And then uh, what's taking place is they're busy hyperinflating the currencies away right now. Right now. Trillions of dollars. In 2020, you have had more quote-unquote trillions created out of thin air than at any other time in American history. And this is not just unique to America. It's also history for the rest of the countries out there because they're all hyperventilating their currencies away also. This is to undermine the faith in the currency. Okay? Government programs, always problem, reaction, solution. Problem, the bankers, quote-unquote, destroyed the dollar. Those damn bankers are at it again. Okay, reaction, people are upset. Money got taken from them. Their dollar doesn't buy much anymore. And it gets to the point where it doesn't buy anything. Just look at uh, Weimar Republic Germany. They were using the currency because it was cheaper than uh, cordwood for furnace. Okay. Solution? Well, let's create this thing called cryptocurrency and put it on a blockchain, and this way the bankers can't control anything. All right. Well, the bankers are still controlling it behind the scenes. Make no mistake about that. But they're transitioning into this new system. And while I know there's a lot of people out there that are, you know, have this incredible amount of faith in, uh, you know, cryptocurrencies with special emphasis on Bitcoin, I would also like to point out that the government, quote unquote, agents have been taking and, uh, you know, all these people, for whatever reason, who were committing, quote unquote, crimes, at least according to the crime syndicate, um, lost their cryptocurrencies, had that taken from them. They can still do it the same thing now, and they will do it if you're an outsider, if you're not party to them, even if you want to be your you know, individual that's outside of the system. You can't be because your cryptocurrencies are still based on a system that they control. They control the internet. Shut down the grid, see how far your cryptocurrency goes when there's no electricity. You've got to think like this, people. I promise you the powers that should not be are going out of their way to war game all of this stuff. They're five or six steps ahead of you, if not 20 or 30. Plan. This is a transition to solidify the slave system that they have created. This is not a new thing. This is a very old thing. It has just garnered enough power now to make itself incredibly obvious, even though people like me have been railing against it for decades. In 1988, they told you they were going to burn the system down. 1988. 32 years later, 
They're doing exactly what they said they would in the Economist magazine. Look it up. All the currencies of the world burning. Phoenix bird rising out of the ashes with the year 2018 on its little uh, gold pendant. Not a joke, folks. This is real. And you need to be acutely aware of this because this is the goal. You have a monopoly, a monopoly of power in the hands of this thing called government. You have a monopoly of money in this thing called a Federal Reserve, which, again, we mentioned before is nothing more than European banking cabal uh, with direct ties to the Vatican. Not a joke, not conspiracy theory, fact. And now they have to change the system again. Now, why do they need to change over to this brand new system? They're going to keep squeezing the people. That's why everybody with a spare dollar has been literally pulling it out, using it to pay bills because there's so much damage been done to the economy. They've withdrawn coins from circulation. Again, this is not a conspiracy theory. This is a fact. You see this on a regular basis when you see signs in front of stores and say, hey, I got issues. I ain't got any change to give you back. The guy that's at the checkout counter isn't lying to you. He wasn't. Still isn't in a lot of cases. But the Federal Reserve balance sheet, their stack of coins has been climbing and climbing and climbing. So the coins are there. They're just not being put in uh, little uh, rolls and put back out. Why? Because they don't want that stuff circulating. Because that stuff counters the direction they want to take us, which is into this new system. So why is this important? Well, here's the deal, folks. You've been using a debt note your entire life. And with that, they have created a system that's a debt-based system. And on top of that, they've been charging interest. And they've manipulated the price and the value of the currency all of these decades, and some of that manipulation is, of course, through uh, manipulation of the price of gold and silver, but also all other commodities. And when you can go in and you can control the price of any commodity because you have an unlimited something called a Federal Reserve note, you can crush anybody in anything. All producers of anything of value a.k.a. farmers growing grains, your uh, people raising pigs, your people out there digging up gold, silver, copper, anything else. You literally control all of those other people. Not because you as a bank need what they produce. No, what they produce are needed by corporations that are in the business of manufacturing, and people that need to eat. No, you're not doing it for that reason. You're doing it for two reasons. One, to make money on the contracts, and two, to control the price of their goods, their services, and the price of the labor and stuff that went into creating it. Enslaving several different classes of people, again, for profit, of bankers. 
Well, the system hasn't worked for a while. In case you haven't noticed, the quote-unquote United States Corporation has put us basically now $30 trillion into debt, give or take a trillion or two, although the number is actually probably three times that if you take into consideration promises that have been made that will never be honored. So basically, the system is blown up. And with this explosion that is taking place right now, your purchasing power has been going away. You should have been obvious already because you've been paying more and more for less and less. Remember, folks, inflation is a monetary issue. It's not that somebody raised his prices because he's being a jerk and trying to maximize his uh, profit. No. His costs to create that thing have gone up. So how does he offset that without sticker shock? For the buying public, well, easy. Instead of getting a pound of something, you get 15 ounces or 14 ounces of it. Package size stays the same sometimes. They just make it a little skinnier. And you get this impression that, wait a minute, my dollar doesn't seem to be buying as much. And it's not an impression. It's fact. Now, they offset all of this by manipulating, again, the numbers and say, well... Since you can't afford steak anymore, we're going to replace it with hamburger. And well, now that you can't even afford hamburger, we're going to take it and uh, replace it with some other cheaper meat. Or if they call it meat, even if we don't want to talk about Bill Gates' fake meat production. By the way, he's making trillions off of this kind of crap coming up. All of this, again, is to control the masses, to control the people, and to keep their power in check. So what's the future hold for quote-unquote money in 2021? And that is the year that they're going to transition, as I'm convinced of that in every sense of the word. 33 years after 1988 is 2021. And again, if you look at the fact that the pendant that was around the neck of that uh, phoenix bird, it had a symbol on it also. And the symbol was for pi. Pi has a numerical value, ladies and gentlemen. That numerical value is 21. Hmm. Think about it, people. Anyway, back to the point. Because of the destruction and the need to go into a different system, you now have most countries out there that are basically paying almost nothing in interest, okay? In other words, where you and I, we go to a bank to quote-unquote borrow money. There's no such thing as money, by the way, but that's beside the point. When you do that and they charge you, if they're generous, 6 or 8%, if they're being a criminal conspiracy, 30%, they don't like your credit rating, well, you're saying, but, 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 they're charging me 28% on this credit card, but, 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 if I turn it in, they've given me a half of a percentage point in interest. And, of course, inflation is eating up 7 to 10% of that every year anyway. So you give them $100, and, uh, you know, three years from now, you get back, you know, $102, which has the purchasing power of 75 Now, does that sound moral or ethical to you? Of course, it's not moral. It's not ethical. And 
Again, you didn't benefit from that, even though they're going to charge you taxes on that quote-unquote $2 that you, in theory, made. No. Well, they can't keep doing this because, again, they no longer have the ability to raise and lower interest rates. And this started back about 20 years ago. I've been surprised that the dollar has held up as well as it has. I actually expected this implosion to be about 10 years ago. But it didn't. But it's happening now. So now that all of these countries are down to basically what's called a zero interest rate policy, ZIP for short, or ZERP, um, they can no longer raise interest rates because the corporations masquerading as government can't afford to pay it. So now we've got to do something very different. Well, first of all, you have this quote-unquote private economy where you have an awful lot of slaves that decide they don't want to be a party to the system, so they don't file their taxes every year. They work under the table. Oh, they fight the power. They don't like those central bankers, maybe because their daddy and grandparents and great-grandparents knew something about bankers regularly stealing on a regular basis. Well, we can't have that. So what do you do? Control the currency. So now, hey, every dollar that gets deposited into the quote-unquote bank, well, your employer puts in, uh, you know, the hundred dollars that you made last week and uh, boom, automatically there's a fee on that. 5%, 10%, whatever number they come up with. So you got a hundred dollars from your employer but turn around and when you went to go withdraw it, all they did is gave you 90. It's a tax on the currency. And as you've already heard me say, taxation is theft. This is just a different way of doing the same thing. Only it's much more in your face. And you see, you're not going to be able to sit there and even save money. Let's say you start accumulating money and you've been able to skimp it and save it. Well, that's fine, but uh, you know, a year from now, say you save $10,000, well, you go back to the bank and you find out that that 10000 you saved after they got to extracting that 10%, well, now they're going to extract even more. And this isn't new. This is something that's been done in other countries already. And again, what the people do, well, you know, if the banks are going to steal it, well, I'm just going to put it in cash and stick it under my doggone uh, pillow at night. That's right. Which would explain why they're pulling the cash from circulation. Shocker. You are being forced into a brand new system. And this system is not going to permit you at all to have options. It is going to control so much of your life well beyond what it's already doing now. Don't like the, your social credit score? No problem. See if you can draw out your money. Not going to happen. Not going to be able to get work. Not going to be able to go out there and uh, basically uh, buy groceries, even if most of the groceries are nothing more than fake foods anyway. Again, control. John. The bank is right now. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. You mentioning this about uh, everything I've seen about this digital tattoo and all of this stuff, 
real ID, everything. And I remember some years ago I had a book called uh, Millennium Goals 2000. And they talked in there, uh, this was the revamping supposedly of education where we really started dumbing the kids down. But anyway, and there was a thing about uh, that around 2020, we would start looking at issuing work permits to graduating students and they would have to um, get a permit for the specific job and employer they were looking at. And if they got a promotion, they would have to apply for another permit. If they changed jobs, they would have to apply for yet another permit. And this, to me, all ties in together with this. This is, you're absolutely right, this has been a long time in the planning. And the other thing they did was, uh, my former state, of course, was Minnesota. They divided the state up into nine regions. And the employers in those regions have been steadily um, feeding the educational system what jobs might be available in their forecast for uh, entry-level positions. Nothing is anything that you could make any money at, but you have to have a permit. And this stuff is not coincidental. I, I think you've done such a good job of highlighting how this is all a very concerted, organized plan that they are pushing us into this this has been a long time in the works. Um, I I wonder, and I want to get your thoughts on, what do you think overall in the population the response is going to be when people can't work, when they can't go to the doctor, they can't go to school, they can't buy groceries, they can't do anything if they don't have this mark on them? What, what do you really think... Um, their response is going to be. And second question, this literally translates into, and I hate to even refer to it, but uh, the biblical prophecies about the mark of the beast. And I have noticed almost a total silence from churches on any of this, even them not being able to hold services. The, it just, I was surprised. I thought then the country would explode behind this. And yet there was little, if anything, said or done. So if you could answer those two things, I'd appreciate it. Well, let me answer the second one first. It was a test to the people, this uh, hoax issue. It was a test to see how people would react. Okay, and they haven't. And again, this is showing the degree. I don't blame the people for that because in a nutshell, they've been conditioned to be slaves their entire life. Um, the other issue is with regards to the IDs and the stuff, yes, it's a long-term plan, and they're implementing it now. They keep pushing it off a little bit here and a little bit there because they haven't quite got it down for people to just roll over yet. But when people aren't able to work, things aren't going to be getting nice. You know, um, let's see. I'm trying to think of the quote um, the Golden Jackass is a website, and the uh, gentleman that uh, runs it, he has a quote that basically says, when people lose everything, they lose it. When people lose everything, they lose it. Uh -huh. He's not kidding. Right. You have to realize you're, all of you are going through a religious ceremony right now. This is a religious ceremony. And again, I point back to a show I've done with you before where I pointed that simple fact out. 
It was not a coincidence or an accident that they started the lockdowns on a quote-unquote season of sacrifice. That wasn't a coincidence. This is a plan by people who could care less about you. The goal is to shut down the economy, to kill off those that are elderly, to kill off those that are weak-minded, and to convert everybody else into willing, subservient slaves. This is not conspiracy theory. This is historical fact. You're watching a transition take place that could not have happened under normal circumstances. Did they say, can't let a good crisis go to waste? They create good crises so that they can create a change in attitude. Do you think people are just going to arbitrarily say tomorrow, oh, gee, yeah, let's all move into cryptocurrency. Yeah, here's all my cash. Give me crypto. No. Me being one of them. I get Bitcoin. I've been following Bitcoin for years. I remember back when you could buy it cheap for like under a dollar. What is it, 12 grand now? And I said the same thing back then as I say now. It's fiction. It's imaginary. It's electronic digits, ones and zeros. There's nothing real, tangible. Now, it's a scarce thing, which is why its quote-unquote value is going up. It's scarcity issue. But again, if you take it into consideration, gold and silver should be at stupid prices right now because they truly are scarce. People had to move tons and tons of rock to get a few specks of gold and a few specks of silver. You folks better start appreciating that simple truth. The price of gold is almost two grand. The price of silver is $25. What a joke. I remind people, gold is the banker's money, and they have most gold that's ever been mined. It's still in their control. Silver is the people's money. Yes, there's silverware out there. There's silver coins out there. Yes. But an awful lot of it has been utilized and destroyed to electronics and other things. And it's needed more now in 2020 than it was in years past. Because it's used in everything from electronics to bombs, missiles, to even, you know, generating electricity from all these panels to keep the price down because they want to keep buying it for chump change. And the average schmuck on the street doesn't realize that on a scale, it's only about one to eight gold to silver ratio. Gold to silver ratio is one to eight. What that means is pulling stuff out of the ground, they pull one ounce of gold and they pull eight ounces of silver. That's the real ratio. It used to be higher than that, but it's gone way down because the easy stuff to get to has already been mined. Okay? So based on that principle alone, one of two things is happening. A, either gold is way overpriced, which it's not, or silver is way underpriced, 
which it is. Hint, hint. In the end, though, they don't want people having options. Gold, silver, food, land that they can grow things on, skills that they can use to barter, to survive. They don't want anybody with these kinds of things. This is why they have gone out of their way to dumb down the populations. You have all these people who've had three generations of welfare. Do you think for a minute that tomorrow if the welfare check starts coming in that they're going to be able to, oh, I'm just going to go out and get me a job. That's fine. Did anybody even going to want to hire them? Much less be able to utilize them for anything? With an IQ that's less than what the Army requires? Even the Army requires a minimal IQ in order to join it. And for their perspective, well, <laughs> you know, they don't need you to be very smart. Folks, they're going to get us into wars. They've been edging us into that direction anyway. They want us to start shooting at each other, start shooting at government agents. This is what they want. This is why they're allowing all the garbage going on in some of these other cities that are run by lunatics, criminals with D's in front of their damn name, the political party. And no, that doesn't make me favor to, towards the rebloodicans either. They're both two sides of the same bird. It's manipulation. It's control. And the fact that you have all these people bowing down at these feet to these, you know, puppets, basically, for the bankers, it makes me sick to my stomach. They don't see what's going on. They don't see that the same players are still in the background, regardless of who's sitting in the Oval Office. They couldn't care less. Trust me, ladies and gentlemen, if your favorite puppet has been living in the uh, White House, he was put there by the bankers. Make no mistake about it. He's owned. Now, offend you? Tough. Moving on to real ID. Everything is about contracts. We've talked about contracts before, but I'm going to remind everybody again what a valid contract is. A valid contract has four elements. Full disclosure, a meeting of the minds, mutual consideration, and two wedding autographs or signatures. And remember, men and women have autographs. Presidents have signatures. Keep that in mind next time you sign your name. You can always draw a little line through that word signature and replace it with the word autograph. A lot of power in changing that single word. A lot of power. Moving on. But what did they do? The crime syndicate does something very different. They do what's called offer and acceptance. Offer. We'll give you this benefit. We'll let you work. We'll let you travel around in a vehicle. They call it driving, but generally speaking, you're only traveling because driving is actually a commercial activity. You have to have a 10,000 or 12,000 pound vehicle to do that, and you have to be delivering pizza packages or people. That's driving. Now, you know, traveling is a right. Driving is a privilege, and they tell you that. That's why when the guy had the costume badge and the gun and the pretty lights on the top of the vehicle pulls you over, what's the first question out of his mouth? How fast were you 
driving. He doesn't care what number comes out of your mouth. He couldn't care less. He wants to hear you confess on the record that you were driving. Bingo! Contract! Woohoo! Now I get to extort some money from him. Whoopee! Words have meanings, people. We've talked about this on this show. Words have meanings. So with this offer and acceptance, will you be my slave? Yes, Massa. You accepted the terms of the contract even though you didn't know it was A, an offer to contract, or B, what the terms were. You just said, oh, yeah, I need to do this. So they get you. And what is this real ID? This real ID is a social security number, a birth certificate, again, both with all capital letters names. And remember, folks, here's the kicker. Here's the kicker, ladies and gentlemen. That birth certificate is just half of the battle, but that social security number is not to be used for identification purposes. It even tells you on the damn paper itself not to be used for identification purposes. But 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 they, everybody asks for it. They ask for it at the bank. They ask for it at the driving place. They ask for it if I'm sitting there filling out a form to go work for somebody. Yeah, because you have no clue what that is. That's a certain reference to a trust that you're part of the quote-unquote trust. Yet when you sit there and go, oh, just hand it out like candy. Yeah, here's my social security number. They're laughing it up. They're enjoying pillaging your trust for a few pittances of benefits. You know, somebody goes in and says, I need food stamps. Okay, what's your social security number? Here. Yeah, okay. And they give you two, three hundred dollars of food stamps. Wonderful. Yay. Meanwhile, we don't want to talk about what that uh, corporation just pillaged your account for. There was a whole lot more than your two or three hundred dollar pit that they gave you. Same with unemployment. Same with taxes. Capitus diminutio maxima, ladies and gentlemen. Capitus diminutio maxima. Latin for maximum loss of status. That's that all capital letters name. We've talked about that here. It isn't you. That's your corporate fiction person. That's your straw man. That's the title to your Sescuvi Trust. That isn't you. But, 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 it isn't you. Of course, if you claim that it is, well, wonderful. Now we have another contract. When the bailiff calls you forward or the clerk masquerading as a judge, John Lackrone. Yes, you are. Yes, 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 I'm here. No, you're not. Your Honor, I'm here on behalf of that matter under threat and duress. That's a correct statement. But I'm not up there saying, yeah, 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 that's me. Wake up to your slave status. Maybe, just maybe, we can turn this system around before we have this shooting war. I keep reminding people, this is about control. But you don't have to say, yes, Masa. You can also simply say, 
No, I don't consent. Now, is it more complicated when you do that? Yes. But you haven't killed anybody. You haven't threatened anybody. You just said, you know what? Take your contract offer and shove it where the sun don't shine. Now, there's a concept. What happens if a few people do that? Oh, no problem. They get SWAT teamed. They get their stuff stolen. They get thrown in a cage. But what happens when a few hundred million do it? Now the crime syndicate's got a problem. Because if all of a sudden everybody says, you know what? Take these Federal Reserve notes and stuff them. Take your cryptocurrency and shove it. We're trying something of value for value. And I don't care what that something of value for value is. I don't care if it's gold, silver. I don't even care if it's hours worked. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you can exchange hours. Hey, you fix my truck. I will go over and uh, put some nails in your house. Put up a few walls or paint it or something. Wow, what a concept, huh? Time value of money. Money, one eye. Fiction. That's the problem. You're getting nothing, and you're giving up everything because they have a monopoly on a fiction through the use of force and through the use of common, or, I, uh, BS laws. Statutes, codes, rules, and regulations. This is a banking takeover. It has been a banking takeover. It's been that way now for well over a century. The final nail in the coffin was 1913 Federal Reserve Act. But they want us to all be on the quote-unquote government dole. They want everybody to be receiving government handouts. Remember, folks... What you're seeing right now, they've done it again and again and again. Never to this degree. It's never been a global thing, but they do it on a regular basis on countries. Heck, we, had, we experienced it back in the 30s. The Great Depression, they said. FDR turned around, got elected, hypothecated everybody and everything, enslaved us all, stole everybody's gold. Then did all these work programs, says, yeah. Of course, he raised the price of the value of the gold from $20.63 to $35 an ounce. It was a big windfall for the banks. It was a wonderful cash cow for the freaking government. Well, what happened to the people that turned in their gold and gold notes? Did they get the benefits of that extra $14 and change? No, that was theft, ladies and gentlemen. If it isn't bad enough getting taxed in the form of theft, they also steal it just by changing the value. And that's what I like to point out. The value of gold and the value of silver and the value of other things is not going up. The price of the value of the fiat currency being compared to it is going down. And they're busy destroying your currency as you watch it burn. And they're pushing you by design into a new system so that they can make it a lot more efficient for them and a lot more tyrannical for you. Go ahead, Marty. Yeah, you know, and I've been following this for quite some time. And like I say, this movement toward 
Um, everything I've tried to tell people, whatever your thoughts are about 911, mine personally are it was an inside job, and I've thought that since the day it happened. But what followed it, I think, is just as important, and that was the introduction of the Patriot Act. Within two days, I think it was, of this happening, voted on and passed all, almost unanimously by both the House and the Senate, with the exception of Cynthia Kinney, who stood up and said, don't sign this, don't sign this, and don't vote on this. It, nobody's read it, and they virtually ran her out because of it. But this was signed into law. It was written before this event happened. It was part of the project for the New American Century by Dick Cheney and all his evildoers. And they needed a Pearl Harbor-type event to con people into giving up their liberty and whatever else they had. If you read the Patriot Act, which I did, the only time the words terrorist or terrorism were mentioned when is when there was a direct volley against your liberty and your rights, the constitutions, so on and so forth. That's the only time it was mentioned. So if you look at this document for what it is, it had nothing to do with foreign-born terrorists. It made very obvious to me that the biggest group of people our government is terrified of is its own people. We are the terrorists that they fear. And why they they consider us terrorists because if we don't go along with the program silently. That was followed in 2003 by the Security Enhancement Act, which further chipped away at what freedoms and things, and they slide all kinds of things in under this bogus term of homeland security. And John, I keep telling people when they're talking about homeland security, they are not talking about you and me. They are talking about them. And so... You know, they and basically protecting themselves again from us as they encroach on our everyday lives. This thing has been a long time in the planning, and everybody sat there. I was amazed after 911, uh, people were all rah rah, yeah, let's go to war. Only we went to war against Iraq, who did nothing to us. Um, we blew that country up, blew up Afghanistan, Syria. I mean, it just goes on down the line. All of this is about the oil that's over there and other assets that they have. This has nothing to do with bringing people freedom. Do you remember, and I just go like, oh, I get so mad every time I remember this, George Bush Jr., Jr., I call him doofus, stood up and said, they hate us for our freedoms. And my immediate response when he said that was, no, you hate us for our freedoms. You and everybody like you. But they have been steadily manipulating us and manipulating us. And so here we are today with this faked up virus. I am just appalled at how subservient, compliant, submissive, spineless, gutless Americans appear to be. Like I say, the whole world is having these massive tens of thousands of people showing up protests. And here we sit. Here we sit listening to more contrived crap, more businesses shutting down. I read the other day where 60% of the businesses that have shut down, all of them small, independent family businesses, of course, will never come back. At the same time, I heard that they are increasing H-1B visas, which is foreign workers, 
we've got 40 to 50 million people out of work. Why would we be bringing in any foreign workers? And especially, why would we be increasing it? And I always go back, John, to uh, the Holodomor of the 20s in Russia, in the Ukraine. And Stalin starved 13 million people to death. And while he was in the process of destroying the country, he's bringing in poor and uneducated people from surrounding countries, and he's treating them really well until he killed off most of the Ukraines. That was topped off with a uh, poster that said, no matter how hungry you get, eat, get, don't eat your children. I actually saw one of those in a museum. And But here we're doing the same. This is our Holodomor. We're on the verge of a terrible food shortage, but everybody thinks food mysteriously appears out of the ceiling at the grocery store. And I, I, I think... John, it's it's like as a, as a whole, we have become. What do I want to say? Um, it isn't disillusioned, but we have become so pathetic and so complacent. Uh, complacent is yes, if you want. Yes, you're right. And like I say, to see this, and there's people like you, me, and several others who are standing up, sounding the alarm. Going, get up, get up, get up. And say, well, I'm going to watch this show on TV. You know, get up. Well, and, you know, it's like um, when they were, we found out that they were uh, surveilling us, our phone and everything else. And what, what was it people said? Well, I'm not doing anything wrong, so I don't care. It is precisely because you were not doing anything wrong, you should have cared. And yet you didn't. Well, you know, it, it, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? There's nothing you can do. Of course there is. Stand up, fool. And I guess aside from all this, John, and I've mentioned this before, what really concerns me and angers me is the number of Americans who will put on those costumes and badges you talk about and turn on the rest of us. Whether it's TSA, the police, whomever it is. They will turn on the rest of us. I I think our sense of country is gone. People talk about patriotism, but it's empty talk. They have no idea what patriotism means. Um, most of them, I know what I know because of all the research I've done, and I still know next to nothing, so I keep researching. But people won't won't look up anything, won't read anything, it won't be bothered with anything, but they'll post pictures of their picnic they had last weekend and, you know, their little dog and all of that. I just, I don't get it, John. I, I don't know if we're doing any good. I don't know if um, we'll inspire anyone to do anything. I would hope we would. But the I think the American public has become so dumbed down, so apathetic, so complacent so spineless that I don't have much hope for us. And with all this mess coming down, especially about this horrendous so-called vaccine, this is nothing to do with keeping you from getting sick. This is to mark you permanently so that you can be tracked and controlled. 
and why anyone would get this, I don't know. Why the government is allowed to promote this is even a bigger mystery to me. And have you noticed from Congress you haven't heard a peep? Not a freaking peep. I just, I don't know. I don't know, John. Well, Marty, the way I look at it, um, one thing about the uh, what the injections that they want to do, it's going to change your DNA. And somewhere down the future, again, we've talked about this, it is going to mark you so that you can be in their system. You know, all your DNA will be under their control. You will be able to buy using your DNA and all this kind of crap. But my take, Marty, is... It's not our job to wake up the whole world because you're going to have people that are just going to be happy. They're just going to go marching. They can't be any happier to be first in line to go get that injection. And whatever happens, repercussions, you know, well, we were out there. We warned them. Just because they'd never heard our voice isn't because we didn't try. They just thought the Dancing with the Stars and uh, the, uh, you know, joke of a uh, political campaign was more important. That's where we're at. Wow. That's in a nutshell. Uh So, you know, I have no sympathy for people that suffer for it. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, and I hate to even bring it up, but that presidential debate, and I guess now Trump has backed out of the second one because they were going to cut his mic off when it was his opponent's turn to speak. And so in one of his temper tantrums, but that was another piece of propaganda. This was pure political theater. Um, two days after the debate, fierce you know, backflash on this because he just made such an ass out of himself and, by extension, us as a country. We were a global joke, if we weren't already. The man's behavior was so appalling that I'd, I think he should have been removed from office right then, but that's me. But they're trying to counter this. They thought everybody would come out, and some did, but it was tamped down by those who were appalled. And to come out, they, yeah, see how strong he is, and he stood up and everything, and everybody's going, look, this man is off his rocker. So they had to do something. So two days after the debate, Supposedly, he and his wife test positive for COVID, but they're asymptomatic. Understand what that means. It means you don't have anything. It means that test that can't detect a virus (coughs) simply picked up some residue of something from a former infection, and they said you have COVID. They were asymptomatic. Two days after that, he's suddenly in Walter Reed Hospital because there again, the sympathy that they thought would come pouring in didn't. So they put him in Walter Reed. Now you're asymptomatic two days before and suddenly you need to be hospitalized 48 hours later. He's in the hospital 48 hours and supposedly it's a miracle cure and he walks out the front door of Walter Reed and goes right back to the White House. But the whole White House, everybody in it is infected. No, they're not. And I'm looking at this and I thought, if you people can't tell that this was a big, giant pile of crap, that it didn't happen, this was a stage show. And yet, there again, John, that apathy. 
you know, and now he's not going to do another debate. But they do this stuff to us all the time. And I wonder sometimes, because they've done so much of it, people are just dulled down to it. They're just numb from it. It's like it comes in and goes out. Uh, These hyped up numbers on this COVID thing, when the rest of the world is calming down, many of them going, wait a minute, this was crap, and opening everything back up. And here we sit. Here we sit. I was telling my granddaughter, in, in the 60s, 70s, college campuses were hotbeds. That's how we got the Vietnam War stopped. And it was hotbeds of political activism and changes of all kinds. And now it's like kumbaya. Uh, There's nothing there. There's a a few splinter groups here and there that quickly get shut down. Um, But we have none of that, that activism, none of that passion, none of that belief about what's right and what's wrong. And... I, I, and then all this ID stuff. Uh, supposedly, it's to make sure that you know you're from here. You knew who I was all these years when you taxed me. What's your problem now? What's your problem now? And as I was telling you, John, I went here last week to get my license changed over uh, to Georgia, and I had every document they asked for except for a marriage license from 52 years ago. I can't have a real ID. I have to try and locate a copy of that document, except every state agency and federal agency has been purging everything that was seven years or older. In some cases, like public records like this, 20 years or older, the only thing that is remaining intact is birth certificates. The DMV is destroying all their records seven years and older, unless you've had a ticket major moving violation, minor things, no. And the idea they've known, go ahead. You know, it goes back to what we talked about at the beginning of the show. The goal is to kill off old people. You don't have a valid ID, well, guess what? You don't go into the hospital. You don't have a valid ID, well, guess what? You don't uh, go and uh, get uh, food stamps. You don't have a valid ID. You don't get any of these things. Okay, you can't right. travel around, you know, without right. permission. Again, this is all by design, and it doesn't well, matter. Well, and I look to go ahead. Well, what the thing say, was it John. said that? <laughs> go ahead, John. You go, and then I'll finish up. You know, because just because it doesn't affect you doesn't mean it doesn't affect other people, Marty. Because I know mm-hmm. you're not on right. stage, but other people are. No. You know, yeah. and again, that boils down to the, all of the games that they're playing deliberately done to harm people. And again, there's yes. no coincidence, there's no accidents here. They're killing off the older generation by design. Yes. Back to you, Dan. Yes. Well, and this is, John, uh, the other option, they said, well, uh, according to Homeland Security now, uh, if a driver's license was impossible, I could get a state-issued ID. Wrong. Same, same process applies. Same documents required. No, you can't have one. 
So effectively, when my out-of-state driver's license expires, I've got no valid ID and no way of getting one. So where does that leave me? Um, You talk about them getting rid of the elderly. Oh, yes, they are. We've got two states, and I believe it's um, Connecticut and Wyoming, that have passed laws making it legal to starve those with dementia or mental illness to death. It's okay to do that. And the whole country said, yawn. And we've got the state of Washington who is now composting dead bodies. So you don't have to stand the expensive. And that is going to be mixed with raw sewage and is going to be applied to fields. Imagine that. And so you see this stuff coming in incrementally. Hospice used to be the Good Samaritan. Now they're known as the Grim Reaper. We do a show every two weeks on hospice. Uh, in fact, hospice m- murdered my sister a year ago, May. It took them four days. They took her out. Hospice takes out on average a half a million people a year. And they're about to kick it into high gear as the rest of this stuff gets going. That uh, nursing home out in New York where they claimed everybody in there died, they shoved all those people that were supposedly infected with COVID um, into that nursing home. Now, if they were, why would you put them in with the elderly? Now, everybody in that hospital had to uh, have a flu vaccination. And the primer for whatever is going on was in that vaccine from last year. And so they put all these people... Mm-hmm. They put all these people in there that were supposedly infected and um, uh, within a... John, can you take this for a minute, please? Not a problem, Marty. All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, something else I wanted to point out. Marty was bringing up the work visas and stuff like that. Well, going back to the conversation I was talking about with uh, FDR, his Work Progress Administration, okay, what he did there was, again, he went out and they built roads and he hired people to do all these crazy things and they all got paychecks. Some of them... uh, you know, built some dams and did some things. Other people simply uh, created artwork for their paychecks. And this is, again, what they're going to turn around and do now. But one of the points I'd like to point out is, uh, you know, in uh, Germany, there Auschwitz and some of these other places. What they did is they used slave labor. And if you're not familiar with this fact that uh, Auschwitz was, again, financed by American corporations, again, with ties to the Vatican, but again, that's not relevant to people that don't care. Um, It's always been about slavery. It always has been. And Marty here has told you folks about the book that she read, talked about it several times with me on this show, where they pointed out the simple truth that, hey, they need a certain amount of people to be dependent upon the system. They need a slave class. Well, now they've done something very different. They're getting rid of the older generation because the older generation is, uh, again, probably about the only one that's got anything left related to real assets that are actually paid off. Um, The younger generations, a lot of them are in debt up to their ears. 
high balls and they can't even come up with a couple hundred dollars for a uh, simple car repair, much less anything significant. Not by accident, folks. And from that point, you know, we told you when they built the FEMA camps that they were never about the Mexicans or all these other quote-unquote illegals. They were always designed for Americans. Always. Now, Mm -hmm. what we've talked about the fact that you have prison labor has been an issue. Okay. But they've been releasing a lot of prisoners. So now that labor is going to go away. Cheap labor, you know, I guess the prisoners get like a dollar a day for something for going to work. Meanwhile, the corporations are just raking in the money. And don't even get me started on how much money these, uh, you know, uh, prison industrial complexes making on every quote-unquote slave that they got stashed away in a cage somewhere. Because it's, again, a stupid number. But the end result is I think they're going to move an awful lot of people into these FEMA camps who are quote-unquote non-compliant or quote-unquote come up as positive with COVID and, uh, you know, undesirables, if you will. Because, again, who are the more critical thinking? Those of us that actually are critical thinkers. Well, they don't want us out here infecting the masses with our propaganda is what they call it. With our truth is what we call it. Uh, so how do they deal with us? They throw us in the area and say, hey, they refuse to take the vaccine, so we got to stash them, you know, like cord word. And, you know, well, they need work, so here's the deal. You can come on and uh, we'll either throw you in there by design or we'll do something else with you and you won't like that even less. And meanwhile, these corporations are going to be able to hire these uh, people for, again, pennies on the dollar. America has lost its manufacturing base, but it will eventually get it back. And it's going to require a more than just a smuck with a low IQ to run some of these machines. Yes, there are computers that do a lot of wonderful things. And there are computers that can actually do certain, you know, manufacturing processes. But I'm here to tell you, computers are not perfect that way. They still need a certain percentage of men and women at this time. Okay? And nobody's going to sit there and stop wanting the latest version of Apple iPhone, and they're not going to be saying no to some of the other, you know, gadgets that keep coming out. But the final goal is this, ladies and gentlemen, and get this through your head right now. There is not going to be a middle class anymore. They want, they're going to have two classes, the very rich and everybody else in poverty. And the ones that are going to be slightly above poverty are going to be the order followers that do what they're told to keep the rest of the slaves in line. Unemployment is not going to be getting better. Not anytime soon, because the major employers out there, a.k.a. the small business owners, have been crushed. Their businesses are gone. Their assets up in flames. The buildings that they own went back to the banks. Homelessness, again, another issue. 
hey, we got a place for you over here in this FEMA camp. Here's the contract. No, you cannot have guns here. We'll tell you how to dress. We'll tell you how what you get to do and not get to do. We'll have a set schedule of, uh, you know, when you can eat, when you can sleep, when you can watch TV. Sounds an awful lot like a prison system or a slave system, but hey, you know, if you're hungry enough, you'll sign that contract. Yes, please, please. And trust me, folks, when Marty is sitting there telling you, and I've been sitting here telling you, that the food supply has been decimated this year, again, direct ties to this hoax, it's not going to be magically reappearing in the grocery store shelves for the next 6 to 12 months. It's never reaching those shelves. It's been plowed under. It's been destroyed. It's not going to magically reincarnate itself on your kitchen table. Anyway, folks, Gresham's Law teaches this. Bad money drives out good. Okay? You have had bad money for now in excess of a century. They call them Federal Reserve notes. We're now going into an even worse version of bad money, cryptocurrencies. Good money, meaning those of us that actually have a brain, we're trying to accumulate a few of these little round things or bars or whatever and assets that we can use to barter with. Because, folks, I think you're going to need it very desperately in the very near future. Especially if you want to stay out of their FEMA camps and out of the system that they are building. Now, will you be able to do it indefinitely? Oh, no. I promise you, no. But you might survive long enough for people to be pissed off enough that maybe enough people will finally say they've had enough and stop consenting to the tyranny. That's where we need to be, ladies and gentlemen. And even with everything that's been happening and all this crap that's been going on since early part of the year, for some oddball reason, the slave class is still not that upset. Terribly confused why. Very confused. Marty pointed out earlier all these protests, millions of people out there, by the way, some of those protests with millions of people, those a lot of them got arrested and thrown in cages. All right? Posted something on Facebook. They had a lady in Australia got her ass pregnant. Hey, they came in and snatched her right up, all because she said something politically incorrect on Facebook. When I sit here and talk about censorship, and Marty sits here and talks about censorship, it's real. It is so bad, ladies and gentlemen. It is so bad. Those of us that have been the most effective in our fight against this criminal cabal, I can't even tag Marty here in one of my posts. I can tag her on the highlight of it if I can say I'm John Lecron is with Marty Oakley. But if I just try to put, type in Marty Oakley in a comment section because I want you know, to bring her into a conversation. I can't do it. Now, I can put any one, you know, of my 5,000 or 4,000 friends there. I can 
pull up 3,965 or 70 of them. But I've been making a list. And the most effective of us, I can't tag them. They can't tag me. Why? Because we're having an impact. We're educating people to the truth. We're showing you in real time what's taking place. And folks, when you're doing censorship, that's a form of warfare. The modern-day version of burning books is deleting emails, deleting pages, deleting YouTube channels, deleting profiles, and putting you in, quote-unquote, on-notice Facebook jail, or just say, we don't want you, go away, don't come back. All because the free flow of ideas, the free flow of information that goes counter to the powers that should not be's agenda and propaganda ministers' words is not to be tolerated. This is an empire built on lies, censorship, and corporate policy. And I'm here to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, it isn't there for your benefit. Back to you, Monty. Well, and that's the whole thing. None of it is for our benefit. I'm still appalled, John, at the people who still cling to this right versus left, the Democrats versus Republicans, conservative versus liberals. <clears throat> and as I've told many people, when you get out to D.C., what becomes very apparent very quickly is it's just one big party and you wasn't invited. Everything you see is a stage show. Everything. Everything is pre-planned. Every vote, every speech, every everything is uh, for cause and effect. And you remember, John, when we were kids, a politician could get on the nightly news and say whatever they wanted, and you had to accept it as the truth, if you could, because you had nothing to compare it to. You had no way of knowing if that was true or not. You had to assume that it was. Now, all these years later, with the Internet and search engines, I remember when I first started using a computer about 20 years ago, and uh, the the thing of it was they had set up the uh, uh, federal government, the pages for the federal government, and they had everything out there. I mean, it was all out there. And they put it out there so that they could tell the public, you know, we're completely transparent and everything is out there for you to see. And, of course, you have to learn how to hunt for it and find it and everything, but you can do it. But they never anticipated. They thought people were already so so much in a coma or whatever that they would never look. They would be busy playing games and doing whatever. It turned out to be the most heavily trafficked sector of the net which shocked them all. So stuff started disappearing. Pages started getting taken down. Oh, what a surprise. And But now a politician gets on TV and lies, and within minutes they've been exposed. So the one thing that they had, which was time, the lapse of time, so 20, 30 years later when you find out what the truth really was, that person is most likely already expired or um, they're no longer part of the public scene or whatever. Nobody cares. 
whatever the, the situation may be, that you find out. And so many of what we call conspiracy theories, like the Gulf of Tonkin, which the incident that started the Vietnam War, never happened. Um, it was supposed to be, the story was going to be that Egypt hit our ship and we were going to nuke them in retaliation and take over the Mideast as the, with that as a starting point, take over all the oil. Only it very quickly was outed that Egypt had nothing to do with it and didn't even have any ships in the area. What were they talking about? So they said, oh, it was Vietnam. Vietnam was an excruciatingly poor country then as it is now. They didn't have an army, air force. They didn't have anything. They were lucky if they could find something to eat. And so we went to war with Vietnam. And then to find out all those years later that this incident never happened, it was supposed to simply be the catalyst to start this war with Egypt. So all of these things, um, they come full circles, but usually, like I say, by the time we're able to figure out what actually happened or did not happen, decades have passed. It's not that way anymore. It's seconds, it's minutes, maybe an hour. And people have ferreted out. Everything is caught on audio or it's captured on video. Um, everywhere you go, that's one thing about these damn phones. You know, you can take pictures everywhere you go. Nobody is safe. Ask the police. You commit an execution in the street, somebody's bound to have it on their phone. So this is where we're at. So the, they're circling the wagons in D.C. Now they're more afraid of us than they ever were. And I say you have only to look at the laws they pass that violate the Constitution, take away your rights and liberties, subject you to surveillance, uh, all sorts of horrendous end effects and results, to know that the people they fear the most are not some foreign dude. It's us. It's us. And so everything is being done to put us in a box so they can control us. But going back to what I was saying earlier, John, they put all those about them putting all those people in that nursing home. Everybody in that nursing home was forced to take a flu vaccine. And one thing that we will not do that England did do was every case of so-called COVID that came in, they uh, tied it back to the flu vaccine 100%. They did not have anyone come in with this supposed virus that had not been vaccinated for the flu. We won't do that. They won't let them collect that information. Gosh, I wonder why. And the DOD, of course, came out and said there were four strains of whatever this is laced into last year's flu vaccine, one of them being the strain that causes this terrible bacterial lung infection. And But they put them in there. Four days after they forced them in there, hospice shows up. And I remember the tagline underneath the picture of them unloading their gear and going into this nursing home was because they're used to dealing with death. I would have reworded that just a little differently and said because they're used to hastening death. And within a week, everybody in that nursing home was dead. And hospice packs up its bag, its job is done, and they leave. And this this happened all over the country. But we are killing people, hospitals. 250,000 people a year die from mistreatment, misdiagnosis, lack of care, malnutrition, wrong medications, too much, too little, whatever. And they're taking them out, and they routinely will euthanize people that 
who are eating too much of the healthcare system up in their belief. And they will use the nizam with morphine and Haldol and all of those wonderful things. And But overall, I've been tracking this since 2002 through Health and Human Services. On average, we have between 2.2 and 2.7 million people die every year. But they, like 800 to a million of those people die in hospice. Hmm. And another 500,000 of those people die in the hospital. And all of those people are either elderly with underlying health conditions or they have health conditions. And you are absolutely right. And they are doing this globally. They are culling the elderly globally. We work with seven different countries, uh, people that have reached out. We work closely with the Australians. Uh, they are culling the elderly, but before you go, they want your stuff. They want your house. They want all your money, your possessions, everything. And then once they have all of that, you just serendipitously die. And we are going to see this kicked into a high gear. Um, it's already humming right along. Um, I recently had to go to the doctor for the first time down here. And I only go to the doctor maybe twice a year, usually only once. And I, I went in there, and the nurse said to me, she said, you seem stressed. And I said, this is a dangerous place for me to be. At my age, this is a dangerous place. And I said, and I would not go in the hospital again for anything. I'll never come out of there alive. And she said, why? I said, because I'm too old. I said, the only way I'd come out of there is in a body bag. And she just looked at me and I said, this is just a dangerous place to be. They've created it and they've been working on this, John, and conditioning people. You always go through this conditioning period where at first you're shocked and then you're angry. And then you're like, well, it's not so bad. And until it lands on your doorstep. But all of this with this tattoo, now I'm, you can take this to the bank. I will not be vaccinated we do not vaccinate i will not be vaccinated and if that means they put a bullet in me that's what it means because i will not allow them if they do it'll take half a battalion to hold me down to do it um because i'm not going to be vaccinated but go ahead that's the spirit i like to hear marty uh, going back to the quote-unquote 1967 war, um, the people that aren't aware, go ahead and do a Google search, USS Liberty, USS Liberty. Listen to the story yes. behind that. Okay, folks, I'm mm-hmm. telling you, wars are for profit. They're for banker profit. They're for the benefit of the powers that should not be. They're for the benefit of the military-industrial complex. And your corporate owners even the ones sitting in the White House, will do what they're told. Okay, Lyndon Baines Johnson, his exact words, I can't say on the radio because this is a, uh, you know, G, rated G, but it was basically, I want mm-hmm. that ship on the bottom of the ocean. Yes, that was the yes, bo- and there's a recording of that. Yep. That was the leader of the country talking about one of his own, quote-unquote, ships. You think about that. And not only did he order it to happen, he ordered the planes that were going to save that ship back to the aircraft carrier 
And the only reason the ship survived is he also ordered a submarine to sink it, United States submarine, and that crew told the president to shove it. Now, I promise yep. you the captain and the crew paid a price for not sinking their fellow Navy people. I promise you that. Mm-hmm. They don't mm-hmm. tolerate the answer, no. Right. But what happens when you have a conscience, when you care about your fellow man, and you make a unilateral decision to do the right thing? All of a sudden, one day, the truth gets out, and you get the respect that you deserve. Because make no mistake, ladies and gentlemen, the (laughs) truth always comes out eventually. They can rewrite history as much as they want, but somewhere, somehow, somebody put the truth into the history books. It just takes the digging to find it. And like Marty mentioned a few minutes ago, that these government documents were all of a sudden, everybody wanted access to them. Yeah. Like I said a few minutes ago at the beginning of the show, you know, we have this wonderful thing called the Internet, and it's giving us a very, very small window in which we've been able to network with people, We've been able to get the message out. We've been able to learn things that we could not have known without having access. But now we're being censored because we used that ability, skills, knowledge, and research to educate people. And you cannot have a bunch of slaves that are well-educated. And going to the issue that Marty was talking about with regards to hospitals and the hospital and being dangerous, yes. And again, we can point to Obamacare for that. People like me were out there saying, no, 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 no. Do not turn over one-seventh of the economy to Hillary Clinton. And remember, I remember when Hillary Clinton was on the panel, Obamacare wasn't something that Obama came up with. Obamacare was Clinton Care 2.0 that didn't pass under the Clinton crime cabal. People forget that. And we were out there saying when Clinton was trying to do it, no. And then when he did it, we were busy saying, no, 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 you do not want this. This is about killing people. Oh, you're just a conspiracy theorist. And you want to know how ridiculous it got in one case? This is a true story, Mike. It happened to me. I'm in my store. I got a couple ladies in there, and the subject Obamacare came up with. And so I started giving my opinion of it based on facts, by the way, not just opinion, not conjecture facts. One of the two old ladies put literally put her fingers in her ears and started doing la, 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 la. She didn't want to hear what I had to say. Marty, I'm not making this up. And then I had to go in and uh, I had to see a doctor. I think I had a cyst or something like that. I can't remember what minor thing, but I needed to actually have a doctor deal with some small issue with me. And the question I asked him, I said, hey, doc, how do you think Obamacare is going to play out? Because at that point it had already passed. 
And the first, you know, he gave me a dirty look, you know, well, how do you feel about Obamacare? I told him I think it's, you know, very bad. And that made him, that opened him up. So he was willing to have a real conversation with me. And remember, Marty, when did Obamacare pass? We're talking well over 10 years ago. What did he say? Yeah. This is what he told me. He looked at me and says, John, he says, here's what I see. First of all, because I asked him how his uh, fellow doctors were responding to it also. He said, the older ones have all, are already starting to retire, he says. But he says, that's not going to be the problem. So, because my doctor, this guy at the time, he was in his 40s at the time, I suspect. He says, that's not going to be the problem. He says, you have people like me, we're going to continue to do it for our lifetime. But 20 years from now, he says, "Uh uh-uh, we're going to be gone. The big problem is now showing up, he says, people that were going to go to medical school to be doctors don't. Now, that is another fact that I was really attend to. Now I'm going to tell you about this year, 2020. One of my friend's brother, who I know very well, has three daughters. One of them is top-notch, medical, incredible intellect. Okay? She was supposed to get into that. And because of this hoax, That set her back a full year because she didn't get to take the test that was going to be the next week because of the lockdown. So this put her back a year, Marty. Nothing happens by accident, ladies and gentlemen. It's all by design. They're impacting people's lives in ways that right now you don't even see. People haven't been thrown out of their houses in massive amounts yet, but they will. More and more people are suffering. Unemployment is running out. People are hurting. This is the situation, ladies and gentlemen. You better wake up to it. You need to stop consenting to it. You need to stand up for yourself because they've declared war on you. They have declared war on you. Get that through your head. Mm. And this bitch up in Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer, better watch what I say about Gretchen Whitmer, that witch, bitch. Because, oh, she commits war crimes. A couple idiots decide they're going to talk about it, start making threats. Never make threats, ladies and gentlemen doesn't matter that she was guilty of the war crimes they're claiming that she was guilty of. doesn't matter. Story four, you get thrown in a cage. Wake up. You're in a war. Make it very clear. She didn't appreciate the fact that there were men with guns at the Capitol a couple months ago putting her in her place. Well, guess what happened? Payback, guys, boys. It's payback time. Criminals acting like criminals. 
Gretchen Whitmer is a war criminal, just like all these other governors who shut down their states, war criminals. Just like the people in Washington, war criminals. Just like your average man or woman running around with a costume badge and a gun, war criminals. They are doing unlawful acts for corporate profit and for corporate employee abdication. It's about control. It's about enslavement, keeping the people in line for profit. None of this is lawful. It may be legal in the fiction world of maritime admiralty, constructive contract, and racketeering fraud courts. It is not lawful. Get it through your heads. This is not going to go well regardless. They want you in a shooting war. They want you to start shooting at people. Keep letting people know what's going on and keep saying, we do not consent. No. The most powerful word in the English language, no. Learn to say it a lot more often rather than, yes, Massa, as you wish, Massa. I'm sick of it. You need to be sick of it too, ladies and gentlemen. Because I'm here to tell you, you think Nazi Germany was bad? <laughs> you ain't seen America 2022. Back to you, Marty. I don't know, John. I um, <laughs> When you talk to people, there is such a disconnect, and they're so tied, as I had said earlier, to this left, right, and fighting with each other, and, you know, screaming. I noticed the viciousness from the right over Trump isn't near what it used to be, but uh, it's still there. And people keep talking about what a great president he's been. Oh, he's done so much, and what did he do? Well, he's done a lot. Well, like what? Well, a whole lot of things. Uh, Name one thing. Well, the tax breaks. I paid less in taxes this last year. I said, really? I said, corporations, 60% of whom were paying no taxes. I said, now virtually 100% of them will pay no taxes. And, well, how did that help you? Well, we need the stock market. For what? Well, well, we have to have the stock market. Why? Well, so we know how these companies are doing. I said, that's what a profit and loss statement is for. But, I mean, you talk to people, and they they just absolutely – you they can't listen. They don't listen. They won't listen. You talked about Obamacare. People seem to forget that Democrats and Republicans voted to pass that, and they exempted themselves. Both senators and representatives exempted themselves, their families, their staff, and their families, as several of their good, wealthy friends – from having to participate also. Now the Constitution says the laws will be applied equally. So the Obamacare was challenged in the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court, John Edwards, came back and says, well, because the uh, Constitution says that we have the right to tax. No, it says we have the right to tax corporations. It doesn't say anything about your labor. But go ahead. 
And, well, because of that, then that makes it legal. If you remember Nancy Pelosi, well, there are taxes in it, but they won't be treated like taxes. Well, if there's taxes, how else can you treat them? But anyway, that was never the question. Taxation was not the question. The question was, did the federal government have the right to force onto the states this mandate for Obamacare? And the answer, of course, was no. You can regulate trade between the states, but not within the state. So this is why we had those, uh, what did they call those, Sean? The, the centers they set up to field Obamacare, and they, of course, gave them funding. And uh, yeah. the first state to collapse, yeah, under that was Oregon. And they shut it down. But this was, so Roberts comes out with this. It, it was several pages of the worst legalese gobbledygook I have read in my entire life, and I've read some crap. He couldn't even yeah, tell remember, you what it said. Yeah, go ahead. Remember the Obama the Obamacare <laughs> website didn't even function, and it never functioned because it was never designed to no. function. It was designed yeah. to – it was a mocking people, literally. Uh, people were looking yeah. at the code behind the code, and it was a it was gobbledygook. It it was a joke. Yes. And Marty, um, yes, forgive me, but I got to interject this right now before I forget it. Sure. Okay. Let's talk sure. about taxes for one minute. He didn't okay. drop your taxes, ladies and gentlemen. You want to be really stupid? You keep saying that. Let me tell you where your taxes that you saved and your quote unquote income taxes went actually went in a different direction. They're still in the form of taxes, but you were too naive to figure it out. Let me show you two examples of where your money went that didn't go there under the other criminal in charge, Obama. One, we now have online sales taxes. Marty, we didn't have this under any other president. It's almost like, Marty, they knew – it's almost like that they knew that they were going to shut down half the businesses in a country – so they needed a new way mm-hmm. of generating revenue for the states and the counties. I don't know. Maybe it's a conspiracy theory of mine, but uh, maybe again it's not. That's only yeah. one of the two. <laughs> That's only one of the two, ladies and gentlemen. Now let's talk about the other taxes he raised on your asses. Okay? Tariffs. That son of a bitch in the White House started a tariff war. What are Tariffs. Well, we import something that's cheaper to imp than it is for domestic producers. Well, we've got to make America great again. <laughs> yeah. Now, let me explain what happens. Do you think those companies are paying that tax? No. You are. So all those high tariffs, and I'm going to tell you a real, again, real world, John Leckron holding up his hands. Right after that tariff war started, I went and I went and bought a new bed. And with that bed, of course, came mattresses and box springs. And they had to charge me an extra $35 because of that tax, because that had what the price was differences now between what they had to pay a month before then and that month to restock that item. 
Yes, ladies well, and gentlemen, you're paying higher taxes. You're just too stupid to realize it. Back to you, Marty. Wow. Well, and that's the thing. And everybody's insurance was supposed to go down, and this was supposed to happen. Do you remember back during Bush doofus, Bush 2, and they were going to um, help out Medicare by with this Medicare prescription? Prescription Drug Act, and according to Doofus, it was going to save Social Security 100 or Medicare 150 billion dollars a year. Well, it didn't. It cost 750 billion dollars a year, which they immediately stole from the Social Security fund uh, to fund this thing, and drug prices shot through the roof. Um. We have, you know, John, I just watched a video here last night. Um, I like documentaries, that sort of thing. And it was called Doctors of the Dark Side. And it was about the doctors and psychiatrists that participated in the torture during the Iraq and Afghani wars. And Abu Ghraib prison, the black prisons that they operated and everything. And how instrumental these doctors were in establishing the criteria for torture and how they'd be present when they tortured somebody, even if it was to death. I, I think it's one of the most shameful moments in our history. I truly do. Um, and we had the School of the Americas, which they've renamed now. I can't remember what they are. It's Fort Benning, Fort Huachuca, Arizona, uh, where we teach torture. Mm. We're such lovely people. and But this this documentary told how they lied and covered up and washed this thing and and yet here and most of the people that they were holding just like the people that they're holding in Guantanamo Bay to this day have never been charged with any crime they were picked up as part of a bounty system by the Egyptians for the most part they got $5,000 for every head they turned in and they were just snatching people off the street there was another documentary movie here some years ago called Taxi to the Dark Side about a taxi driver who got caught up in this and but the horrendous horrible things that we did to people all with the help of the medical community and the psychiatrists and so coming up to today what I've seen which interested me in this documentary is why I wanted to watch it was since that time you've seen the steady progression and the reduction in integrity, purpose, in the medical field, it's all about money. They don't care if you live, die, or survive. Just pay them. Just pay them. And the stuff they have done to us with medications, with vaccines, I, I just – but these are – these like I say, this is a terrifying time for someone my age to go to the doctor. This is the last place I want to be, and I don't take medications. I go because I have to have a physical. And but I, where do we go from here, John? Where do we go from here? You can't get people to stand up. You can't get them to speak out. This has had to have been easy doings for the people that are putting all of this in place. Um. I, I just, it just, where do we go, John? Well, let me interject a couple quick points here. The American people aren't pissed off enough yet. 
So we're going to have to go through a lot more bull before we get to any point where people are finally going to stand up for themselves. Okay. Let me remind mm-hmm. everybody, the CDC is a vaccine company. Get that through your head. The CDC is a vaccine company. Yes. For yes. profit. Vaccines are highly profitable, and they don't care who it harms. Why? No. Because, again, quote, unquote, the government, corporations masquerading as, has given them a free pass. Yes, there's a vaccine court, which, again, if you even manage to get find it, it's deliberately not easy to find. Well, chances of you actually winning in it, slim to none. Yeah, occasionally they throw somebody a big win, but that's just so people don't see that it is basically a rigged system. Again, more maritime admiralty can start to contract a racketeering fraud because, after all, slaves don't have rights. And I know we're almost out of time, but going into what you were talking about, about uh, Abu whatever prison. Uh, one of the guys that I watch there on YouTube, his name is Terrence Pop. He was military. Okay. He spent time there, and, and he talked about that prison. Okay. Some of the stories that he talked about includes the fact that there were rooms in that prison you couldn't go in because right. the body was still there rotting. You had oh, uh, you had places there where, um, you know, the prisoners were given a rope if they wanted to go hang themselves. Oh, my God. He specifically, he specifically talked about a boy that was running through there on a regular basis, um, seen by all kinds of people. Who the hell is that boy? They never figured it out because it was a ghost. You can believe oh my it God. or not. I don't know. That's fact. Look it up. It's an interesting story. He talks about it a couple times on his website, well, on YouTube. Terrence Pop. T e r r e n c e p o p p. Okay. But here's the other thing. Even outside of the prison. Even outside of the prison. <laughs> for whatever reason, got uncovered at some point. I can't remember the reason behind the story. But the stench and the dead bodies, outrageous. And like you said, Mark, it's just like you said, we put up with it. We permitted it, and in a lot of cases, we encouraged it. Yes. This is how bad your operation masquerading as a government traits its employees trains them to do these things. And make no mistake, folks, good people don't go into there to torture people. That psychopaths go torture people. Mm -hmm. Criminals torture people. Mentally deficient animals torture people. These are the kinds of people that are in your government, pedophiles, criminals, this murderers, and I don't care if they never pulled the gun. I don't care if they never pulled the trigger. Yes, go forth and go for war. Must feed the military-industrial complex and make the Vatican happy. And the bombs start falling, 
In a foreign country, the bodies start stacking up like cordwood. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? You've never seen that here in America. Yeah, you may have seen damage in a storm, and maybe even there was a situation there where something bad happened and 10, 20, 50 people, maybe even as much as 100 people died. (laughs) You have never seen the bodies get stacked. You have never seen entire communities taken from having homes, businesses, and other buildings turned into a wasteland. Wake up, because that's coming to America. This is why I have been fighting for years, saying, wake up, please. This is what's coming. Wake up, please. Pay attention. Wake up, please. And just like Marty, I still think a lot of times I'm here talking to a wall. And Mm -hmm. yes, I'm sorry, folks, if you feel offended because I think a lot of people out there are not only not paying attention, they could care less. Yeah. I find that very offensive to me. Offensive to not only my sanity, conscience, but to my humanity. We can do better than this. Yet psychopaths are destroying our country and the rest of the planet for corporate profits and for their benefit at your expense. It's time for the slaves to wake up. Marty, I have to sign off. Okay. All right, John, thank you for being here this evening. As always, very interesting, very worthwhile listening. And you can go back and listen to the archive to make notes um, because I know the information is copious. And for a lot of people, it might be your first exposure. I want to thank everybody for tuning in this evening. We had a large crowd, and I hope you let, – let me hear from you. Let me know what you think. Um, if you'd like to know more about a specific topic or something that's happened, um, just let me know. And for God's sake, people, pay attention. Uh, there is no virus. They have admitted there is no virus. None. So what are they developing a vaccine for when they have no virus? They can't identify one. If you can't identify one, how are you going to develop a vaccine? Not that I promote vaccines. As you all know, I do not. If you want to take your life in your hands and play Russian roulette with your health, that's a good way to do it. For everyone else, uh, please consider what was said Please do your homework. Do your research. If you've got any questions that you think John can answer, get a hold of me or get a hold of John. You can get him on Facebook. Uh, that's John LeCron. It's L-E-C-K-R-O-N-E. Um, just a wealth of information. Just a wealth. In the meantime, everybody stay safe. Please take that stupid mask off. Please take it off. Within 10 minutes, it's so full of colonized germs and bacteria, you're on the threshold of being extremely ill, not to mention you've dropped your oxygen level quite a bit, and you're susceptible to heart attack and strokes in some people. So please, please take those off. 
um, all of this, it started out, you know, it was airborne. No, it isn't. It's born in your spit. Well, three feet apart, now six feet apart. Now they're talking about nine feet apart. And basically what they're trying to do is basically divorce us from one another, isolate us. Please don't do it. Please don't. Anyway, we'll be back next Monday with another show. And tomorrow night is Tanya Talks. She'll be back with more news on the prisoners in Oklahoma, many serving a life sentence for crimes they didn't commit, and the Innocence Project is working on it. Oh, Wednesday night. Um, I don't know what we'll be doing Wednesday night right off the bat. But as soon as I know, you'll know. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in, and good night.